I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Are you ready? What's going on here? Resistance. Is futile. This indeed you are Paul. Is Fan Effect. Welcome to another episode of Fan Effect. Brought to you by the Megaplex Theaters. And we're so excited because we are continuing our FanX countdown. I'm sitting here today at the Gateway, and I've been surrounded by awesome cosplayers, which is wonderful. Because A, I feel at home. And B, because everyone else is just as excited as for FanX as I am. Um, in fact, I'm actually with someone today who is probably one of the most excited. I'm here with Ro. I don't know your last name. Everybody just knows me as Ro. You can say Ro Malaga. In English, it's Malaga. Ro Malaga. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's it. <laughs> Kellyanne is a pro at that. <laughs> um, and we're actually 19 days away from Fanex. And um, people are here getting all ready, and they're trying to win some tickets because today is the first big event of Fanex, the cosplay games. Now, Ro, can you tell me a little bit about what the cosplay games are? We are glad to be back. After taking that break and that postponement, Cosplay Games is back. For those people that don't know, downtown Salt Lake City, everybody meets at the Gateway. That's your starting point. That's where you get your cards. And basically, it's a photo scavenger hunt that we have. So at a certain time, 10 o'clock a.m. today, we go ahead and populate our website and our social media platforms with clues. And we like to incorporate our great city, Salt Lake City, into the mix. So we have a clue like that usually has to deal with some kind of fandom or a movie, you know, I know that we have a uh, quote from Home Alone this time, along, it's associated with a picture of downtown Salt Lake City, so whether it's the Viv Arena, or whether it's Salt Palace, or whether it's uh, Bravanel Hall, and then people get to go ahead and make their way over to that clue, over to that area that's pictured, and then they will see one of our volunteers in a Fanex volunteer shirt, along with a cosplayer. So that's the cosplay opponent uh, component on your side. But the guests also get to get it on the fun too, correct? Exactly, exactly. So we like to go ahead and just do a mix of everything, right? Mm-hmm. And we feel so fortunate because we have a great city a gr- that supports us, a great state that supports us, a great community. That's why we're so excited, Kellyanne, to be mm-hmm. back and doing cosplay games here today. Mm-hmm. And I've been surrounded by people with cosplay. So you come, you can have a costume on, or you can go full-bound cosplays. There's a whole family I saw today I'm going to try to interview. <laughs> They were all sorts of different Lokis, Mm -hmm. from female Loki to uh, they had the gator Loki. It was just awesome. Everyone's really getting into it today. That's right. And, you know, 
one of the things about FanX, one of the biggest things and the reasons why I'm always helping out and I always want to be an integral part of it is because this is a place where you belong, right? Mm -hmm. This is where you can come up and dress like Loki or Darth <laughs> Vader. You can let your geek and nerd flag fly. And I say that lovingly because this is where you're just family and you can just show your passions out and nobody's going to judge you. And in fact, we're going to want to take pictures with you because of what you do, right? And we're super fortunate. Our good friends over at uh, Spin Scooters, they've uh, partnered up with us. So if people don't want to walk around downtown Salt Lake City, they can take a scooter ride as uh, along the way when they're uh, participating in the cosplay games today. That's how I knew it was in the right place. As I was walking down the gateway, which is where we're starting this year, um, Velma and Daphne went by on a uh, on a scooter, and that's something you usually don't see is, you know, the Scooby-Doo game uh, cruising by. So I'm like, yes, I'm with my people. I'm in the right place. I'm not in full costume today because I had to, you know, be professional. But I definitely have Wonder Woman-themed outfit today. So this this is... This is my people. Um, so for so everyone goes around. They they take pictures. There's ten locations. Correct. Right now, there's ten locations where people go collect clues and get their cards stamped. Mm -hmm. And what do they win if they get all ten stamped? We want to share the love. So they get the opportunity if they complete all the clues and they get everything correct, then they get a free multi pass to FanX. But if they don't get all the clues, but they still went ahead and tried, they have the opportunity to get a day pass. We love to keep the event as affordable as possible. We offer discounts for military, for teachers, for students. Kids 10 and under come for free. But also at the same time, if you just have time for a day, we have day passes. If you want the multi-pass experience or Kellyanne, some people want the gold and VIP experience. So there's literally something for everybody, right? Oh, I usually get the gold. <laughs> And it's also just because I like gold. Like, I'd rather be gold than VIP. Uh, now, you actually um, are one of the leaders when it comes to cosplay, correct? With When it comes to Fanex cosplay. So, from time to time, I steal the mic, and it's because I talk way too much. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You know what? I've been fortunate enough to be in a position where I get to produce the cosplay contest as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's a special contest this year. We talked a little bit about it with Dan last week, but you guys have some big prizes coming up because you're going to just put on a big show, correct? I love that I'm chatting with you. You were one of the first media outlets that I'm saying this to. <laughs> now, we've already put this out on the web and also on social media, but, I mean, interview-wise, we're giving you the scoop. The biggest prize pool we've ever had, $10,000 in prize money this time around. And again, like I said before, we love to share the love, right? Mm -hmm. So, first place, grand prize, $5,000 goes to the best cosplay. And that's something that we need to go ahead and specify cosplay. At least 80% of your outfit is made. Now, I understand some people aren't going to make their shoes and boots. <laughs> but they can modify them and scruff them and paint them and do all these th cool things. So, that brings out such creativity in a state that's already creative. They love crafting. They love scrapbooking, all that stuff. So it gets your creative juices flowing. But let's say it's your first time. I have a category, me and my team, we have a category that's just for novices. So if it's your first cosplay ever, if it's your first contest ever, you have an opportunity to win. And if you're an intermediate that's been doing it a little bit longer, you have an opportunity to win. But if you're a master's, if you've been traveling, if you this is your jam, if you've already been doing it, that is another opportunity. But get this, best in show is for the person or persons that have the most accumulated points. So if you're a novice or a master's, you still have the opportunity for that $5,000 grand prize. 
That's cool. And how do people actually apply to be in the contest, and can they still tell what date? Because I'm not quite sure when this will go out. The deadline is fast approaching, and right now I have cosplay games in my mind, so i got to get back to the website. But if they go to the website or they go to our social media, they can see when the deadline is. But that's the thing. We have so many amazing cosplayers in the community that want to be a part of this contest. Go on the line. Go register. Get a slot. We'll go ahead and see you. And that way you can be taken to our preliminary stage where it's an online judging. So you submit your cosplay first, and then our online judges go ahead and like pick the top ones, and then those are automatically go on to the contest. They'll be seen in person, they'll get scores from there, and then they get the opportunity that night to be on our biggest stage. I mean, I'm talking the stage where Stan Lee's been a part of, Manu Bennett, Chris Evans, like, I mean, the top of the top, they get an opportunity to show off their cosplay, do their cosplay choreography, and again, win that $5,000 grand prize. That's funny. Now, I think we're getting to the end here. Let's just do one final question. It took me a few years to be comfortable with cosplay and even just kind of dressing up, which Panix has really helped me come out of my shell. Tell you what, now I do it every day. Um, what advice do you have for those that are maybe a little bit too nervous to put the costume on but just want to so bad? You bring up the best point ever. Mm-hmm. And again, this is a place where you belong. This is a place where you can find your community, you can find people with the same passions and love, and a place where we want to go ahead and just basically say you're accepted, right? No matter what your background is, no matter what your color is, your preferences and stuff, come down, find your tribe, and when you're competing, that's the thing. Unfortunately, about a competition, there's people that are going to come out first, second, third place, honorable mentions, but we want everybody to have fun. We want everybody to succeed. We're going to be cheering you on. Me and my team are going to be clapping for you. The judges are going to be cheering for you, and one of the best parts about our system we're also going to be giving you comments so after the cosplay contest you can log back into your account see what the judges loved see what they wanted to see modified and that way you can keep your cosplay growing in an environment that's positive and that's always cheering you on i love it thank you so much ro i'm so excited for 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 cosplay and for all this fun stuff coming up with manix and i'm gonna go move on and oh, i think you said you had an awesome photographer here that does it i think i'll go talk to that and some of your hall of famers we're gonna go ahead and take a break now when you come back I'm going to be talking to the people cosplaying here and some of the volunteers here that are also just as excited for Fanex. Stay tuned. So I'm here again at the Cosplay Games at the Gateway and all over Salt Lake today. And I'm at, with a volunteer who has been here for, for how many years have you been playing oh with Fanex? 2015, I want to say, was my first one. Yeah. Oh. Oh, so almost from the very beginning. Officially, yes. I went. I, I've been to every one of them from, mm-hmm. since 2013, but uh, I didn't get my. I didn't have the courage to apply until 2015. So that sounds so much like my story. Been to every one of them, um, and I, I. I always. It helped me build my confidence as a creative, just seeing other people be yeah, creative, uh, and it actually helped me to because I'd, I'd start interacting with people and like you should be a part of this. You should. You should do this. And it gave me confidence to apply for my jobs at KSL. So here I am, and now I am helping out with Fanix. Very cool. Congratulations, yeah. <laughs> now, what do you actually help with with Fanix? So I'm a photographer, and uh, I do, um, I'm do. i actually the head of cosplay photography. If, if they still have that title, we'll see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> things are shaking up a little bit this year. But, um, yeah, I've been uh, with Fanix for so long, it feels like we're all family now. Definitely. That, that's what Dan was saying. He's just so excited to, to see the family again and to be able to have that unity and friendship. 
Yeah, it's uh, the cosplay community in Utah is, is, I think, a unique thing because I've heard of cosplayers that have moved away to other places, and they're like, cosplay scene here in Seattle is nothing like Utah. So we definitely have one of the best cosplay communities, in my opinion. Definitely. And I think what adds to that as well is how beautiful Utah is. And so, like, I have friends who they'll do the the Star Wars cosplays out on the salt flats. They'll go up to the mountain for Elvin. They'll go down to the Red Rocks for a little bit of a Star Trek original series. Um, do you do things like that as well, go out into the world? Oh, definitely, yeah. The, the salt flats are very popular. Uh, but there's lots of really great downtown destinations as well. Uh, there's an alleyway that it looks like it's New York City. Um, there's lots of graffiti. So, you know, there's a lot of diversity and usable places for cosplay photos. Definitely. Now, now the question is, you take the pictures of the cosplay. Do you cosplay too? Um, I have before, and I actually attended uh, one of the fan axes, the early ones before I was official, as uh, Flynn from Tron, the new Tron. <laughs> and uh, uh, the problem with cosplaying and doing photography is it gets a little hot, and it's very hard to like manage your props and your photography equipment. So I kind of gave up on cosplaying for, per se, but that's okay. Everybody else does it much better than I ever did, so... Well, that's okay because you still dress a little fandom. I can see your shirt right now. Can you can you tell our our audiences what your shirt is? Yeah, it's basically a stormtrooper uh, in the Starry Night painting <laughs> from Van Gogh. So Star Warsy Night, I guess. Star Star Wars Starry Night. I love it. I love it. <laughs> now, I also love Fanix and Comic Con and going to do all these dorky things. I've been told that you come to like all of the Fanix events, not just the, the Comic Con. Um, what's your favorite outside? Of of the actual con event to come participate in? Oh, definitely the press conferences are probably the most fun. Usually they're at the state capitol, but, you know, wherever they're going to have them. But um, that, it's, it's a great place. The, the hype is real. Um, everybody's excited. Everybody's got their, you know, their, their pre-con uh, cosplays ready to go. So <laughs> it's a lot of fun to do that. Definitely. I love going to those, too. I, I, when I went to my first one, I was worried it was going to be kind of a bunch of stiff press people. You know, everyone's so excited and dressed up. And you can kind of see the difference of, like, the fan press people and then the normal press people. And I'm the one, like, already bounding an outfit at the press conference. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's your favorite part about the con in general? So, I mean, I really love the people. I love going on. Uh, around the floor and finding all the, the amazing cosplays. Uh, for me, though, it, it becomes like if I'm trying to get from one place to another, it's like I, I'm going and I, go, I see a new cosplay, a squirrel, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so it's, it's hard to get around the floor sometimes because there's just so many great cosplays. And I get sad when I see a, a spectacular one and I didn't get it. But I really love the cosplay contest. That's probably my, my favorite event during the whole thing. And, it, you know, it's always at the very end, and it's, it's got that that huge, like, we're finished vibe, and uh, I love it when it turns into a big dance party. That's, that's, yeah. that's my favorite part of the whole event. And they often release the beach balls, and so it becomes this big, chaotic, fun movement, and everyone's just all together having fun. I know, I love it. The energy is great, and and the cosplays for our contests are just bar none. I mean, you know, I haven't been to any of the really big cons, but uh, the quality of our cosplays here are just top-notch top-notch do you have a favorite one that you've seen over the years um there's one that mike wiggins who's a local here did um it was raynor from starcraft it he he literally stood probably about 10 feet tall 
So uh, stilts and stuff? Yeah, he had stilts. Uh, the hands moved. Uh, he could pull the gun out of the holster. The gun had uh, bullets you could load into the chamber. It was just, it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. That, that is awesome. That is awesome. Now, we have been a year and a half from the last one, which is so sad. But they're also adding a bunch of new stuff this year because you've had extra time to plan. Um, is there anything specific to this year that you're excited about? Hmm. Well, I'm a big Star Wars fan, so Ahsoka Tano, the voice of yes, 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 yes. Ashley Eckstein coming is like, yeah. I mean, like, I love celebrities, of course, but I'm not starstruck by any of them. But Ashley is definitely going to be my star starstruck moment. Me too. And like, I love that she used to be like a Disney princess. She, she, she's been in all these different acting. I've read her book. I'm literally wearing one of her dresses right now from her universe. One side is general Wonder Woman logo. The other side's the full costume in case I decide to switch today. Um, so that's actually one me and my niece who's obsessed with Clone Wars is really excited to see. Yeah, I've even done like fan art of Ahsoka Tano. So I'm going to take one for her and then I'm going to get her to sign one as well. That's awesome. What type of fan art is it? Uh, it's definitely Ahsoka. I mean, I, I can show you here. Do you draw or paint, or is it just digital with your photos? It's definitely it's a digital drawing that I did on my iPad, but I do 3D art and all sorts of stuff. So, Do you have a website that people can look up your work? I'm mostly on Facebook. Uh, and the problem is my last name is a little hard to spell. It's Mark, M-A-R-K, and then L-O-E-R-T-S-C-H-E-R, and that's pronounced Lurcher, like Lurcher, the Adams Family. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So are you a Halloween fan too then? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, my kids always dress up and we all have a great time. We even did like way back in when I, I was Darth Vader and my son was Luke Skywalker. My wife was Padme, so... I love it. I love it. Is there anything else you want to add today or plug today before I finish this interview? Mm, well, Fanex coming up <laughs> September 16th through the 18th. Hey. I'll be there running around with my ring light. That's kind of my signature thing. Yes, he has his ring light there. <laughs> hey, there we go. <laughs> All right. Um, so people who might be a little bit nervous about coming because of the pandemic, uh, how would you encourage them to come or, or help them to, to kind of calm those fears? Well, I, I, you know, it really depends on uh, what the Salt Palace uh, puts in place because mm -hmm. they comply with all the state regulations. Mm -hmm. So if there's going to be a mask mandate, then they'll comply with that. Like, it's not like Fanex is going to go, no, we don't want masks. <laughs> uh, if there's going to be a mask mandate, then we'll do it, you know. And, and luckily, a lot of cosplays have that kind of capability to be able to do a mask that like goes along with your cosplay and i've already seen it in lots of cosplayers uh superman wearing a superman right. mask right and all sorts of stuff so there's i think there's i would just plan for a mask and then if we don't have to have a mask that'd be great so Definitely. My, my co-host Annie has actually been, been telling Dan for about a year that you have to have like best mask incorporated into a cosplay. So I, I think that that's an idea we got we to gotta keep encouraging. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, and there's lots of like, you know, cool cyberpunk masks you could go with. You could go with a samurai mm -hmm. uh, Oni <laughs> masks, right? So there's, there's lots of possibilities. Thank you. You're welcome. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. 
I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. I am your host, Kellyanne Halverson, and we are doing the Fan Effect Show. And we are talking cosplay today in our countdown to Fanex. And I'm here with another cosplayer. Can you introduce yourself, please? Mindy Madsen. Mindy Madsen. And she is actually wearing an awesome outfit today to one of my favorite newer shows, which also is a reboot or series. I don't know what you call it. I'm not sure either what you call it. It's kind of a sequel-ish sort of thing. Can you tell uh, our listeners what you are dressed as today? Ruby Roundhouse from Jumanji. Yes. Now this is the first one, right? Not the second? This is the, uh, well, the first one was Robin Williams and then of the reboots. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So she wore the same outfit in the, in both of the reboot movies though. Yeah. It is so much fun, though, and I have to say you look fantastic. Well, thank you. It's a comfortable costume, easy to wear in the outdoors. That's always nice when it's not too hot or too cold. <laughs> now, we're here at the Cosplay Games for Fanex, and you're earning free uh, tickets, correct? That's right. Do you keep them, or do you give them away? What, what do you like to do? Um, I usually try and give them to a friend, because lots of times I, I'll get my pass ahead of time. But it's always fun to come to these events and just hang out with people that, you know, wear your costumes around town, look silly, have fun. That's the most important part is having fun. And then if we get the pass, then I just can give it to a friend. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, how long have you been cosplaying then? Um, actually, since about 2002 was the first time I made a really good costume. Uh, Lord of the Rings came out in 2001, and so the, it was in December, and so for the next year I made the Galadriel costume. And for every couple of years after that, it was usually just one or two costumes a year, and then it gradually became three or four costumes a year, and sometimes <laughs> ten costumes a year. It just kind of like gradually built up from there. Oh, what's been some of your uh, favorite costumes to wear? Um, well, Galadriel's still one of my favorites, but there's not a lot of uh, Lord of the Rings events, mm-hmm. and so around here there's a lot of comic book stuff, and so Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy is one that people really kind of recognize me for doing with the green skin and everything, and that one's a lot of fun. So you do the full green skin and everything? Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, I love it. Do you build a lot of your costumes, like sew and make them, or do you purchase? What's your... What's your um idea of how to cosplay? I make almost everything myself. Occasionally I'll have to buy something like an accessory, but I know how to sew and uh, I know how to craft things out of foam. I know how to do the makeup. So I always just start with finding a pattern and some fabric or make up my own pattern and just start from scratch on everything. That's so cool. Do you do any of the cosplay uh, competitions, uh, particularly at Fanex? Um, I've entered it before, and actually I entered with my Guardians of the Galaxy group, and we won audience favorite or something like that, so that was pretty fun. That's so cool. Were you with uh, Skylord, Uh, um, with Skylar, he does the cosplay? It was before I met him, so I had another friend doing Star-Lord, but yeah, I met Skylar shortly after that, and he's (laughs) been a great Star-Lord. Yeah, he he looks just like Chris Matt, it's kind of weird. Um, that's so cool. So what is your favorite thing about cosplaying then? Like what drew, drew you to it? 
Um, it's just a super fun hobby. I mean, it's a great way to meet fellow nerds that have some common interests with you. And you, you wear a costume and people love to see you as their favorite characters. Right. And you think people will react pretty well then? Oh, they always do. Everybody, like even people we don't know, just strangers on the street, they'll wave at us and stuff like that. And some of them are kind of weird, too, and they give you <laughs> weird looks. But we just laugh it off because we're having a great time. Have you ever had any magical moments when you're in the costume, like maybe working with kids? I know you said you do some charity. Yeah, it's always so fun when you're at a kid's event, a charity event, and a kid sees you from like a long ways away and they just come running over because you're dressed as their favorite superhero or Disney character or something like that. And they just come running over and give you a huge hug and, and you can tell that you've made their day. Right. And there's something magical about that, that joy and that love of a character that, you know, from the youngest child to the oldest grown up, they just love the costume and they love the character. So you just have like that instant friendship. Yeah, it's it's super fun. And then sometimes we'll get like special requests to go visit a kid in a hospital. And, you know, they'll be like, you have a Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas costume. Sally's this little girl's favorite character. Will you come visit her in the hospital? So those events are always extra special. That is cool. What is that organization you usually volunteer with? I volunteer with Heroic and also Kids Heroes. And um, do you know where people can find that information by chance? Um, Heroic Inc. Inc. is the website. Mm -hmm. I think it's .org. And I know they're on Facebook, too. Awesome. That's fantastic. Um, what are you planning on wearing for this year's uh, Fanex? So for this year, I'm going to wear Ruby Roundhouse again, like I'm wearing now. And then possibly Princess Leia to match my friend's Han Solo. Mm -hmm. And then the last day, it's either going to be Poison Ivy or Ahsoka from Star Wars if I get it finished in time. Oh, Ahsoka would be so fun. Um, how are you going to do the, it's not Lacoos when it's her breed, the, the tails on her head? Um, well, I'm working on them right now. I've, I've, I'm making them out of fabric because I know how to work with fabric really well. Mm -hmm. So I've got a little uh, headdress that I've patterned out and everything and I'm just working on getting the right fabric for it and making it attached to your head and all the fun stuff that goes along with it. <laughs> I love it. Now we're sitting here, I actually, um, before on the podcast I mentioned I had my Wonder Woman reversible outfit. I did reverse it so now I'm technically in costume. <laughs> and one thing I love about it is when you are dressed up as a powerful character you, you feel powerful, you feel strong. It, it's one way I actually, when I need a little boost of confidence, I, I know I have like a Wonder Woman pair of socks or something on. Um, do you have anything similar when, when you put on the outfit that, like how does it make you feel and behave? Well, you do feel a lot more outgoing and brave and stuff like that. And people are always smiling when they see you. Because if I go to the store just as Mindy, you know, people are just, you know, they don't even notice. But when you go somewhere dressed as a character, everybody sees you. Everybody smiles at you. And, you know, you're just suddenly more outgoing than you normally are. Do you have any advice for those who've, who've wanted to either bound or cosplay or theme an outfit but have been a little bit too nervous? Do you have advice for them of how to get started? Um, well, first of all, I would say try and talk to some people you know who know how to do it. Or there's a group on Facebook called Cosplay Utah that uh, you, people post in and can get tips from. And the best advice I would give somebody would be to cosplay a character that you love. Yeah. Don't just pick something random. You know, cosplay something you love because you never know. When people see you in a costume, they assume you know everything about the character and they come up and talk to you about your character. <laughs> and if you don't know anything about what you're dressed up as, 
then you kind of look silly. So <laughs> cosplay something you love. Uh-huh. <laughs> Definitely. And even if you don't quite know them, it's okay too, because sometimes they'll teach you. This was, this was a lot of me when I started first getting into DC Comics, was people would teach it because I'd have a Wonder Woman purse or something. So it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we've, it's been almost two years since our last con. Uh, what are you excited about specifically for this con? I'm pretty excited to just see my friends and hang out. Mm-hmm. I mean, the celebrities is always nice. That's what everybody goes for in general. But for me, just like hanging out with my friends and wandering around and having a good time is what I am all about. Right. I'm the same. Um, Celebrities are great in everything. Panels are my absolute favorite. But like I love just being there and celebrating characters and stories and fandoms that we all love that have changed our lives, that have helped us connect with people. I love it. I love it. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything else you want to add? Um, that's about it. Do you have a social that people could find your, uh, your costumes on, see pics? On Facebook, it's Mindiana Jones. So that's Indiana Jones with an M at the beginning because I'm Mindy. Uh-huh. And on Instagram, it's Mindiana Jones Cosplay. Thank you so much. That was so much fun. I'm going to go ahead now and hunt down some more cosplayers for us to talk to. There's actually a family wandering around here that are all different types of Loki, and that's what I'm trying to hunt down. We'll see you guys in just a second. I have the Loki family. Uh, so I'm here with Loki. I have the, we have the classic Loki, and you have the gloves and everything. That's fantastic. And Sylvie, one of my new favorite people, you even have the broken horn. Makes me so happy. My name's Melinda, and I'm Sylvie. Uh, I'm Tyler, and I'm Kid Loki. I'm Samuel, and I'm kind of just a modern, casual Loki. I'm Creston Lee, and I'm classic Loki. I love it. He has the yellow gloves. <laughs> My name is Jasmine, and I'm Warrior Loki. Um, I'm Abigail, and I'm Alligator Loki. That is so cool. I love it. How old are you? Um, I'm seven. You're seven? I love your your crocodile. Did you make that, or did you find it somewhere? Um, we already had it, um, in our costume box, so we just used it. It's so great. They did add the horns, so that's fantastic. And you are? I'm Adriel, and I'm Princess Loki. I have a Loki outfit too, with crown and everything. So I'm a little, I'm a little sad. I'm not dressed as Loki because I would have been part of, of your family for the day. All right, so we're talking about cosplay today. Why it's fun. Why we're excited about Fanex. So um, tell me about why you chose to do a Loki cosplay as a whole group. So, um, so we've been doing the cosplay games every year since Fanex has been in town, and it's just something fun we do as a family and so every year we're we, we discuss who are we going to be this year what are we going to do and, and while we were discussing it this year was was about the time that the loki tv series was out and we were watching that and we said why don't we just all do loki variants <laughs> and so, so with the kids all thought that was a fun idea so awesome now your brother and sister right and then you have your your kids all together here um all cousins all together here uh how did you guys choose which variant you were going to be it was mostly the kids picked what they wanted abigail she's our littlest so we kind of encouraged her to do alligator loki because she's the smallest and so that was fun and um, Tyler didn't really have a strong opinion, so we thought he'd make a great kid Loki. And then 
Adriella wanted to be a princess and Jasmine wanted to be a warrior and Samuel just kind of wanted to be chill and so they're they're kind of their own variants which is which was really fun I love all the little details here. Uh, the warrior one, uh, the the horns are actually her pigtails all up and everything. So it's fantastic. And we're going to try to link over um, in, to the photos uh, from this event so you can see the Loki family. I think they'll stand out. <laughs> do you guys go to Comic-Con every year? To Fanix every year? Yep, I do. Um, and Melinda tries to when she can get away. And, and the kids do sometimes, just depending on schedules. What is your favorite part about Fanix? So I love doing the celebrity panels, just sitting in the grand ballroom, listening to celebrities answer questions. It's a lot of fun. Like shopping the vendor booths too. I usually spend more money in the vendors than I really should, but get some good collectibles. I'm the same. I put away cash throughout the year, basically, because I like supporting the artists and vendors that hand make things. So I'll, I'll save and I'll, I'll do that a lot of time. For me, I prefer the panels. I know the kids love the costumes and seeing everybody in cosplay, and that's a lot of fun and getting pictures with other cosplayers. I like dressing up because um, it's fun to like get in a costume and I like like posing for the pictures because we do a lot of fun poses fighting each other and stuff. Do you guys usually theme so you're all together? Yeah. What's your theme this year? Are you going to stick with Loki? You're going to stick with Loki? Okay, great. So you guys who are listening, you can go see them. Um, have you guys had any fun experience at Fanix you, you want to share a little bit? Any celebrity interaction or people that have made your day at the con? So my favorite all-time panel was Billy Boyd. It was, <laughs> was great. We've done a few photo ops. Uh, Lou Ferrigno, Chuck Norris. Uh, <laughs> Those were those have always been fun. Um. So we have this family tradition with our extended family. We have this big yellow stuffed pig that we that we that trades around from family to family, from year to year. And so one year, Creston had the pig, and he had to come to Fan X, and we've got a picture of Chuck Norris holding the Lee family pig, and. We love it. <laughs> I love that you're making it really a, a family thing here. I, and I love that you guys all go together. I'm I'm selfish. I like going alone because I don't want anyone else to tell me what to do. But this makes me wish I had the family to be able to come around with me. Um, what are you guys excited for this year? We've been watching Supernatural, so I'm... Yeah. So I'm excited for, for Misha. Yes. Uh, Misha Collins, he's Castiel. He's the, one of the angels in there. He is fantastic and hilarious and seems like the nicest person do you have a um are you just gonna do panels or do you have a a, a meet and greet mostly just gonna do panels we'll see see about photo op maybe we try and come especially if we get the passes from doing the cosplay scavenger hunt we try and come at least hit a panel or two and wander around and see the costumes and stuff is that one of the reasons you come to do the cosplay games Yes, that's part of it. Plus, it's just way fun. Right? Yeah. Any excuse to dress up. That, that's me. <laughs> Do you have any uh, tips for anyone who might be a little hesitant about going to the con? Any just, words of encouragement? Just come and have fun. Don't have to dress up. If you want to dress up, do it. You can do whatever you want. and Anyone's welcome. You do whatever. It's just a lot of fun. You're welcome to come, enjoy yourself, come look for the, the Lee family or the Loki family is what it is today. Uh, thank you guys.
Thank you. It looks adorable. back here at the cosplay games and I have someone who is actually a cosplay hall of famer. Now can you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell our listeners what exactly that means? Sure. Uh, my name is Eric Allen Hall. I am a part of the Fanex Cosplay Hall of Fame and it's something that you get nominated by by other cosplayers in the area and it was quite an honor to get. It was for uh, a lot of the charity work I do in cosplay, I'm part of a superhero charity costuming group called Heroic. And we do visits to kids in the hospital. We do the Ronald McDonald House, Make-A-Wish Foundation, Muscular Dystrophy Association, things like that. I love it. We were actually talking to Mindy earlier. Uh, she was Ruby Roundhouse. Um, yes. And she's part of that as well. That's so neat. Um, do you get uh, nominated for a specific costume? I, I don't know if it's for a specific costume. I, I do several of, at events for kids, usually I'll do Superman or Mr. Incredible. Uh, other events, I'm pretty well known for my Mr. Data cosplay ah. from Star Trek, and I have a Borg cosplay as well. That's so cool. Do you ever go to the Star Trek conventions and stuff? Yeah, I, I usually go to the Star Trek convention in Las Vegas every year. haven't been able to for the past couple of years, but usually I, I do that. Yeah. How does that compare to something like Fanix cosplay culture and, and uh, community? You know, it, it's really similar. I think here in Salt Lake, we've got a huge base of cosplayers, and it's so fun to see all the different anime and Doctor Who and Harry Potter and comic book and so forth. Star Trek is a lot more focused just on the Star Trek series, but it's very similar with people who really go out in a lot of detail for, like, the original series, Next Generation, Voyager, and so forth. That's so neat. What um, got you into cosplay in the first place? As I was growing up, my mom did a lot of community theater. So I would tag along, and I would be like villager child number three. <laughs> so I, I kind of grew up around costumes and theatrical makeup and acting and so forth. So it just was something natural to get into. Mm-hmm. And um, how long have you been cosplaying for? Officially, <laughs> uh, hard to say. I really started to get into it a lot about 1993. When Next Generation was still on the air, I did a Mr. Data cosplay. And I, you know, just with my background, it's been something I've always been interested in. I used to get big groups of friends together, and we do group cosplays, like everybody from Gilligan's Island uh-huh. or the Adams Family. And that just kind of kept it going. And then when cosplay became more of, I guess, an accepted thing uh-huh. and more popular, it's just something that I, I just, I've, I've always done. So it just was naturally easy to, to continue to get into. That's awesome. And you're here today at the Cosplay Games, but you have a special role. You weren't actually participating as someone trying to win. You were participating um, as someone at the, the answer points. I don't know how, what you would call that. Can you tell us a little bit of what that's like? Yeah, I, I was a target. So I, I'm dressed today as Mobius from the Loki TV series. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of stood, waved at people. They would see me. They'd come. Uh, we had somebody who could stamp their little passport that they'd get to show that they went to all the locations. And then I got a selfie with everybody. That's fantastic. And did you get a selfie with the Loki family? Because I've already talked to them today because I immediately had to talk to them. Yes, I did. And I told them they were my favorite. Yes, that makes me so happy. 
Um, so Fanex is coming up around the corner. 19 days is what my phone countdown says. Um, 19 days is what my phone countdown says. Uh, what are you planning on cosplaying this year? Okay, so for Thursday, I am going as Maxwell Lord from Wonder Woman 84 with a friend also from Heroic, uh, Kelly Richardson, who is going to dress as uh, Barbara Minerva. Okay. Before she uh, turns into the cheetah. On Friday, I am dressing as Mobius. Yes. Uh, for the evening, if there's any type of evening activity, I have a Red Skull on Vormir cosplay oh. uh, from the Avengers uh-huh. that I'm doing. Uh, Saturday, for most of the day, I'm going to do Mr. Data from Star Trek The Next Generation. And then in the evening for that, I have a Terminator uh, T-800 cosplay from Terminator 2 uh, with the battle damage and the exposed circuitry. So it's not every day. It's like twice a day that you're, you're switching costumes. How, how does that work out? Uh, it works out pretty well. I have a, a minivan, so <laughs> I, I park in the garage underneath. I've, it's got dark windows, so I can slip in and change into something and come out. So That's genius because I would take that opportunity to take a nap as well because that's my second favorite thing. I love dressing up, probably number one, and naps are second. <laughs> What do you like about the cosplay community here in Utah? I love, especially since uh, FanX started, mm-hmm. just people coming out of the woodwork showing their love for their different characters through their cosplay. Uh, for years, there were a few events here and there. A free comic book day is kind of a national event, uh, first Saturday in May. And you'd see a few people come out to the comic book stores. Uh, the Star Wars costuming groups have always been around, and they do a great job also doing charity work. But with FanX, just lots and lots more people coming out, just expressing the love for their fandom through the cosplays that they do. That's fantastic. We, we actually had a whole special for uh, May the 4th um, with the, the Star Wars cosplayers talking to, to the 501st and, and the Rebel Legion and all sorts of different stuff. Do you cosplay with that group as well? Uh, uh, sometimes. Uh, years ago, I have a, a Jedi costume mm-hmm. and I have an X-Wing fighter costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, to join the groups, they have to be officially approved. Yes. Uh, they get uh, very strict guidelines, mm-hmm. understandably, uh, from Disney and Lucasfilm to do that. Uh, so... Uh, Most of the events we've done together have been part of Heroic with me coming as a superhero rather than a Star Wars character. Have you had any interesting or um, uplifting experiences that you'd want to share from from those events where you get to go help inspire kids and and raise some money for good causes? Yeah. um, One that I can think of was a couple years ago I was dressed as Mr. Incredible. It was a fundraiser for a little boy whose digestive system hadn't formed properly. Mm -hmm. And he was about five years old, but he looked like he was about two years old just because he wasn't able to get proper nutrition. And just to see him held by his mom uh, as we waved at cars to to stop and, and, and get donations from, it was just really inspiring. And it helped me to realize that cosplay is great and it's fun to express your fandom. I enjoy taking it to the next level and doing something good for the community and, and paying back the community. That is wonderful. That's one thing I've, I've noticed a lot here talking to people is, is they, uh, a lot of the people that are like really dressed up in cosplay, they, they say that, oh, I, I do this with heroes. I, I do this with Make-A-Wish. Um, I'm able to help people. And even those that weren't fully, fully dressed up, they, they were giving their tickets or winning away to friends that couldn't afford it. I, I think that just shows so much how supportive the, the fandom community is here in Utah. Um, what have you seen in, uh, as you work in Utah and as you cosplay in Utah and go to events in Utah? What's been your favorite part about being part of that scene? I think being 
part of, we haven't been able to do it recently because of COVID, COVID. but uh, prior to COVID, we had monthly events set up where we would come to the Ronald McDonald House and Primary Children's Hospital on alternating months Mm -hmm. to visit with the kids and visit with the families. And it's just so rewarding to see the kids' faces light up and to run up and they'll give you a hug and they're so excited to see their favorite character. And it's just, it feels good to be able to brighten somebody's day like that. I love that. I love that so much. Uh, Before we close up here, is there anything specific you'd want to share that I I haven't asked about or a story that's popped in your head? Uh, I don't think so. You don't think so? Okay. Um, For those who are a little bit nervous about cosplaying, do you have any words of inspiration or advice to encourage them to get out there and dress up? Just do it. <laughs> don't worry that you it's not screen accurate. Don't worry that you don't look like the character. Just express your love and have fun portraying the, the character that you like. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for, for being part of this today. Um, and real quick for our listeners, uh, so you're a, a cosplay Hall of Famer, so they can find some of your work and stuff on the Fanex website. Where else can people find like a gallery of your image or a place where you show off your creativity? So my Facebook page is Eric Allen Hall. My Instagram page is Eric underscore Allen underscore Hall. And you can also visit our website, heroicinc.org. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much. And does Heroic Inc. take donations? Uh, we do. Fantastic. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. And I hope you enjoyed cosplay games today. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I hope you listeners enjoyed our Fanex Cosplay Games podcast and were able to deal with some of the sound issues as we were recording outside live at the event. No matter what your fandom, size, age, or gender, dressing up in a little or a lot of cosplay is a lot of fun. And a chance to do so with lots of other people is coming up around the corner at Fanex Salt Lake Comic Convention, September 16th through 18th, 2021, at the Salt Palace Convention Center in downtown Salt Lake City. Get your tickets at FanexSaltLake.com and stay tuned for more episodes of our show as we help you prepare for Fanex and dive deep into the backstage of the con and explore this massive event. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of Fan Effect, a KSL News Radio podcast. Beyond sci-fi, fantasy, gaming, and tech, we are excited to share with you our knowledge and arguments on everything pop culture and fandom. Based in the beautiful Beehive State, Fan Effect celebrates Utah's unique fan culture, and we are excited to bring you local guests that feel the same way. I'm your host for today and producer, Kellyanne Halverson. My co-host, Andy, could not be here today because, like, he has a family or something. Well, I have the freedom to go to whatever I want. Listen regularly to Fan Effect on your favorite platform at kslnewsradio.com, kslpodcast.com, or on the KSL News Radio app. Uh, do you have a fun idea or local fan culture topic you would like us to explore? Let us know by messaging our Facebook page at Fan Effect Show, uh, where you can also get the latest nerdly updates and join the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Fan Effect Show and Twitter at Fan Effect Show. And don't forget to catch us. Andy and I will both be at Fanex Salt Lake Comic Convention, hopefully doing some really fun stuff with y'all. And thanks again for listening, and we hope to have you back real soon for another episode of Fan Effect. Yay! Sorry for my giggling.
few years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.